that time of the week you've all been looking forward to. It is Lockdown Thoughts with Sean and G. My name is Sean and I'm joined by my good friend G. G, how is your Sunday night treating you? G'day, Mace. It's going, it's going good. And keeping up with the, the tradition of a drink in hand for these podcasts, I've chosen a, a Sailor Jerry Spice Rum today. Uh, with a bit of dry and some lime, a bit refreshing. Trying Ooh. to keep it fresh and starting to warm up a bit. So, what have you got? Spring has come early for you, my friend. And for me, mate, I'm back on Byron Bay's finest. It's the Stone and Wood Pacific Ale. Again, we get no freebies. We don't get any commissions. Nothing at all. But I'm enjoying it with. Um, I just went over because I'm all about, you know, because I'm a good guy. I'm all about shopping local and in small business. And I've gone over the road to my little deli and I've got some lovely olives, a little bit of Dutch smoked cheese, um, and a few little crackers there. And I'm having a lovely Sunday evening. Oh, that that sounds pretty good. Staying loyal to Byron Bay, I see. Well, when you do a few years there, mate, and once you once you get on the pints of the Pacific Ale. It's hard to it's hard to give anything else a go. But anyway, um, tonight we are talking about COVID projects. So for those of you that are catching up on the past episode, you'll see episode one was about um, moving to the country during COVID. Episode two was all about career changes. Episode three, we spoke about hobbies and the rise of golf in particular. And now episode four, it's all about COVID projects. Uh, as we've been in lockdown for such a large chunk of 2020 and 2021, uh, many of us have taken up a project of some variety, um, and we're going to dissect that. G's going to give us the, the trends about what, what projects are up, which ones are down, and all the rest. But before we jump into all things COVID projects, G, the uh, social media is going crazy uh, the last couple of days. Uh, we've actually had a few old buddies of ours uh, that, that may have featured in some of our stories actually reach out. <laughs> Who have we heard from, mate? Who, who's actually reaching out to us? Who's who's actually listening to this thing? It's Yeah, you're right. You're right. There's a bit, there's a bit of traction there, and it's a bit surprising. I remember you saying, if anyone is listening, well, people are listening. We've got some regulars, and they know, they know who we're talking about, uh, and they've let, they've let me know they know. So, you know, a little wink, wink, nudge, nudge, but that's all good. Um, I've got to give a shout out to a a friend of ours, um, and I think we can use his real name. Let's use name. his real name. Yeah, Let's use the I'm real sure name. It, I'm sure it wouldn't be it wouldn't be an issue, but Patrick Brennan, uh, who um, who basically followed our process and, and was a part of that same group that went through St Francis in Whoopi through to John Paul College in Coffs, um, and he he said he's loving it. He's loving hearing his talk, and it's very relatable. So um, yeah, that was that was good good to hear. Um, so oh, shout out to Pat B. He did a, he did a stint in the army, didn't he, old Patty? What did he? Uh, what, what was his comment exactly? Yeah, he did. He did, and he referenced the podcast is a bit like um, is a bit like that. So yeah, you go out each day, but then you come back to base at some point. You don't know what or how it looks like, and he said that's what the podcast sounds like. And I said, well, that's what it is because we don't know what we're doing. But we do know we've got to come back to base. <laughs> That's exactly right. We don't we don't know where this thing's going. We don't have control of it whatsoever. Um, but you know what? Each story will lead us back to home. Gee, how has the weekend been for you? I know we are in uh, extended lockdown all over New South Wales. Things aren't doing 
so great. But the weather's been great. As you say, spring seems to have come early. What's been happening in your neck of the woods? Yeah, look, it, it's been extended, and unfortunately there's not much we can do about that. Cases are through the roof, So, um, but we'll leave that to your mainstream media outlets. We're talking about other things. Um, so the week that was in my world was a couple of rounds of golf, um, and actually COVID projects myself. So I've decided to, to further my education with all of my spare time. So I'm very close to finishing my master's in financial planning uh, and also the real estate agents course which would upgrade me to it to a class two license and that's basically what i've been up to this week mate what about yourself how's things in sydney look this week um things aren't great in terms of the construction industry but um i'll give a little shout out to to someone who i know will definitely not be listening uh, <laughs> but, but schooner joe who works in the uh construction industry he hasn't been able to work at all so every morning he's been coming by and uh giving me a little shout out to to come down for a swim in the ocean and we've been starting the mornings that way and it's been absolutely lovely i'm a bit of a a lazy lazy guy so in the mornings i like to just lay in bed and and get up have my cup of coffee and then start the start the day working from the home office but but schooner joey's had me out of the house down for a swim freshen up come back and mate we've been doing it probably the last last week or two and even though it's the middle of winter and the water's a bit cool i reckon about 17 degrees it just wakes you up you feel fantastic and then i can start the day feeling like well at least i've done something so mate that's that's how things have been for me um yeah look covid projects is the topic we're going to dive into today and gee i want to know a little bit more about the I mean, I know you've got a few projects on the go, and that's really, really interesting to me, um, although I can't see anything in the flesh at the moment. But we also want to hear about some of the trends that are emerging out of COVID as well. So we'll get to that quite soon. But tell us, G, COVID, it's um, it's provided people with the opportunity to uh, maybe save a bit of money, maybe look around the house, think about things that can be done, um, Yeah, maybe we spoke about hobbies last week and, and maybe we can use some of those new hobbies, new skills we've picked up to to take on some new projects. How has COVID been for you? Yeah, look, uh, this was this topic is um, it's something that got me thinking. It got me thinking uh, about projects and what that word means. And it, it took me a long, a long way back. Do you remember back in primary school when you had to do a project on that big cardboard piece of paper and your topic had to be all on there can i can i tell you can i tell you a story so it was uh it was miss willoughby who was a legend um in the in the primary school circuit if you like hopped around yeah 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 yeah, exactly (laughs) remember at the start in primary school remember they would sit you down first day and you would get you'd have to wait and hear for your name to be called out and they'd assign you to a teacher and that was going to be your teacher for the whole year the next 12 months yeah you would be stuck with these other little shits and with your teacher and if 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 they you know if they got it wrong in your eyes mate you're in for a real long year yeah um, you wanted to know who was in your class you just had to know that was the main the main thing you didn't get which classroom you had the teacher played a, a, a bit of a, you know, it's like when the, the coach is delivering a speech before a game and he's telling you about positions and who's playing where. It's all good, but you just want to know. 
who's in your who's in your team? Like who's yeah, in who's your in the team? Who, who's yeah. in the starting lineup? Are we yeah. in with a chance or not? Yeah, exactly right. So you get part one, and then you get part two of where am I sitting? Yeah, Who'll exactly. Sitting? <laughs> but Miss Willoughby, she would be the one when they would say, okay, now for all those in you know grade four, uh, the following students will be in Miss Willoughby's class, and everybody would be on the edge of their chair waiting to get. Uh, you know, have their name read out because they all wanted to be in her class because she was an absolute legend. Um, and I was lucky that in year, I think it was year four, um, I, I got picked in Miss Willoughby's class and it was such a good time. But I remember, you're right, the projects with the uh, with the big cardboard. And, and mate, I, I remember doing a project and shout out to, to, to my mum who would always give me a hand, uh, usually on a Sunday night before the project was due on a Monday morning. <laughs> and we did one on... Rome. It must have been a geography assignment, and I was so happy with it. And Miss Willoughby gave me an A. It was the first A I got in school, and I'll never forget it. And I'm pretty sure my mum's got it somewhere stored back at home. And if she hasn't, um, well, that, that that's deeply concerning for for me. But I'm pretty sure she still got it. And I used to love those. I never used to enjoy those assignments actually, because it was very you have to be a little bit artistic. You have to be a bit creative, and and those kind of things weren't really up my alley. But I remember nailing this one with the Rome with with Rome, and it was all and I had the Colosseum perfectly drawn out, and I was so proud of it. And she gave me an A, and I couldn't have been happier. I've derailed your story, mate. Let's get back on track. Well, just yeah, quickly before I get to mine, um, which is which is one of those cardboard papers. I don't know. I can't remember what time of school this was, primary or high. But do you remember you did that volcano with the vinegar and the food dye? Love that. <laughs> that was I don't know. Well, that must surely that's high school. No one's letting you play with food dye and vinegar in primary school. Mate, I was doing that in, in preschool. I remember doing that when I was <laughs> oh, easy four years old. Yeah, I remember that one. You that was that was your best one. No one cares about rain, mate. That volcano and when it erupted. Okay. Yeah. Another one. Another highlight was it was year seven. It was, again, it was a geography assignment. And it was like you had to present. You got marked on presentation, like oral skills, not those kind of oral still skills. G. I'm talking about your your, vo- your ability to to vocalise your your argument. <laughs> and look, uh, you had to also have something to accompany, like a prop to accompany what you were talking about. And I decided to get a little bit creative. This is year seven, and um, I actually baked a cake. And my project was on. It was on a desert in. I think it was in Mexico. And I actually made a cake resembling what the desert would look like. And for whatever reason, I found myself kicked out of class before it was my turn to present. So he's kicked me out of the class and I'm <laughs> sitting out, out, out of the classroom holding my cake. What's a man to do? I smashed the cake. Like, this is a big cake. I smashed the cake and then it was my turn to present. And I had no prop to go with it. Anyway, back on your story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, so so good, so good to reminisce. We got stories, stories for days. Well, yeah, my one. I almost forgot what it was, but it was um, my story is about is, is too tied into one. Do you remember when I got voted Macaulay House captain? It was a proud day for the uh, for for your family. I remember it that. was it was it was it was massive. It was massive. I still remember my speech. So everyone's given these speeches about what they're going to do for the school. And it was going through this phase where it was like, you just got to say unrealistic things and make the people laugh. You just had to be popular, really. 
you know, it's not like you're going for government. You need to have good policies. You just got to well, let's, let's face it. You've got you've got no budget to work with. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So I'm walking up to give him a speech, and do you remember Sister Margaret would just do that old tap on the hip when your shirt's untucked? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Sister Margaret. I'm not sure if she's still kicking or not. But, uh, <laughs> so for those of for those of people who are, who are listening, and we do have listeners now. Um, hi, mum. Hi, dad. Um, yeah, I'll be home for dinner. Um, we we were um, if you're walking anywhere in the hallways or in the common areas and your shirt was untucked, Sister Margaret would just stare at you and tap tap her hip just to let yep. you know that she knows it's untucked. She and never said a word. She, she never actually said yeah. anything. She just did a little tap on the on the hip, on her hip, not not on the children's hips, on her hip, and um, you just knew, oh, okay, she's onto me. That's it. So that's that's right. It was a stone cold Steve Austin stare. <laughs> yeah. So um, so I'm walking up to give my speech, and she she gives me the you know, the eyes and the, and the tap, and I'm going, oh, like I've I've got to you know I'm, I'm trying to be cool here, Sister M. Like I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to win some votes here, so I ignored her. Um, which was, you know, that was very bold, very bold for a year six kid. Um, but I've, I've gone up. I didn't have a speech prepared. I didn't know what I was promising to these students. But I do remember my speech, and I simply said, if you want to be in the best house in the street, vote me for Macaulay, Macaulay House. <laughs> and I thought, like, that's, you know, drop the mic, bang, nailed it, absolutely smashed it. it turns out there was only other one other person who, who <laughs> wanted to be Macaulay House captain who was uh, a good friend of ours, Jack Trainer. <laughs> Shout out to Jack. So um, I've got in as, as as captain and Jack's got in as vice captain. And I thought it was because of my speech, but really it was just because of the lack of candidates. <laughs> um, but anyway, so the project on the back of that, so it's a sports carnival now, and the captains are asked to pick a country to do a project on to encourage the kids to, um, you know, compete. And then you choose a country and you choose what they're known for. And me being me... Like, I don't even know what I was thinking. So you, we're talking about a school sports carnival. So you're like, talking like 100-metre sprints, shot put, discus, you know, whatever. Probably very a few jumps in there too, long jump, high jump. Yeah, some, you know, just, you know, very basic. So you want to pick countries, you know, obviously Australia was taken pretty quickly, the States, the UK. Like, I picked Kenya. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking, but I picked Kenya, and I'll tell you, it took me two weeks to draw the Kenyan flag. If you if you go and have a look at the Kenyan flag, there's your symbol in the middle. It's the toughest thing ever, um, but I stuck to my guns. They told me I should change it after a week, and I was struggling. So I didn't get any participants because what's Kenya famous for, Sean? I'd say long distance running. <laughs> exactly. So no, you know. No, no. No one wants to do that one lap. I'm, we're in primary school here, so that's 400 metres. There's barely enough. And no one's entering in the 400. Here I am trying to push the 800 and 1500. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, join Macaulay House. We're going to do the 1500. <laughs> uh, and um, I think javelin was the other thing that that um, they were we were trying to push for, for Kenya and yeah, unsuccessful. So that's um, that's what got me thinking with <laughs> with COVID projects. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, COVID projects. <laughs> What's you? Oh, gee, you've taken us on a wild ride, but 
Good times. Good times as Macaulay House captain. And um, it was also <laughs> quick, quick side story, and then I'll get back to what I'm what I want to talk about. But um, it was also <clears throat> I was also notified that I was the only captain that didn't compete in the sport myself, <laughs> which uh, hadn't 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 happened before. So I <laughs> actually, quick tangent. I went in the shot put, and <laughs> and Mr. Neathy was marking out the distances in the shot put, right? So. And, you know, we're in primary school, so we're not talking great distances here, like four or five metres. And uh, we were throwing, and they'd marked the spot. Obviously, we didn't have markers, professional markers. So we were using little bean bags. Do you remember the coloured bean bags? They're about the size of a brick. I don't even know what you were using them for. But mine was red, right, the bean bag. So I'd throw my shot put in there and put a red bean bag there, you know. So anyway, it gets down to the final final five with the top the top three progressing to go to the next level, whatever that was. Who knows? Um, and um, there's, a, there's five of us competing. Mark McGrath took the gold. And well, he was, yeah. Fair, he fair was, enough. He's got, he's got the guns. He's built for those sports. But there's there's a, there's a kid, and you'll know this name, Jimmy Palmer, James Palmer. And, yeah, uh, very well. Yeah, lefty. So his beanbag was yellow, and it was coming third. And then Mr. Neath was saying, oh, who's yellow? Who's yellow? Because that's the top three. That, that rounds out the top three. And no one was claiming it. And I thought, well, you know, if no one wants the bronze, I'll um, I'll put my hand up here and take one for the team. So I just put my hand up and said, I'm yellow. And I went, yeah, right, eh? You've come third. The red one. It's a stitch-up. The was fifth. Yeah, it was a stitch-up. It was a stitch-up. So I don't know what happened there past that or where we went but anyway um, this show this show is all about repenting and it's all about forgiveness so if if jimmy palmer's listening mate i'm, I'm sure gee sorry for for the stitch up back at the uh the primary school athletics carnival yeah yeah and uh, you know i was representing kenya so it was tough <laughs> um, kenya's not famous for the shot put <laughs> that's that's right that's right neither is macaulay macaulay yes Look, so the look the the projects the projects that I wanted to talk about um, in terms of where we're up to is is basically what's happening out there and there's a few there's a few trends but what's really taken off is you know people doing work around the home. Have you found that, Sean? Gee, I'm not going to lie to you, mate. That um, as many of my fellow Sydney siders. Um, are sitting listening well probably not listening probably just getting on with their regular lives not listening to this crap but they're <laughs> they're, they're sitting in an apartment mate we don't have a lot of uh houses where people are pottering around the gardens you know what i mean but i know up on the on the delightful cops coast it's a bit of a different story so tell us what's happening in terms of people doing uh interesting yeah yeah no it's a fair point it's a bit of a different different dynamic well well up here like and I'm sure for for homeowners with a bit of land, all those little all those little things you needed to do around the house, you know, fixing shelves, um, changing changing things up, fresh refreshing the place with a coat of paint. That's what's that's what's got people people's attention during COVID and, and during lockdown. And it's crazy, but I've been making this this comment through the whole four episodes. If you went back and listened, you'd hear me say I'm a bit of a prototypical covid person and i think about what i did the first thing i did was paint the house i painted the house which is which is a trend at the moment and as you know sean um i revamped the back deck 
into the crab shack. And, um, you know, you've had many a meal there. So I bought the tandoori oven, got the bar fridge, and um, set up set up a fire pit with an old wheelbarrow. Um, so, you know, and, and we had many a, many a Sunday afternoon by the wheelbarrow. For those of you who don't know what a, what a tandoori oven is, when you head down to an Indian restaurant, you get some entrees and you get, like, a tandoori chicken or something like that. It's cooked in, in like, a clay oven. Um, and I actually picked picked one one of those up, and I've turned the back deck into as you called it, the crab shack. And you were so impressed with what I'm doing out there, you actually created an Instagram page. Shout out to the uh, at the crab shack Instagram account. Yeah, which has no traction <laughs> or followers. Yeah, because. It's not open to the public. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked at some of the pictures you posted. That 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 food was not cooked here. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, the crab shack, you know, and that's that's what people are up to. They're out there. They're they're making the home a sanctuary. You know, a place you can you can hang out. I don't and think everybody's gone out and got themselves a tandoori oven. I don't think that's <laughs> happening. I don't think trends show that that's happening. We'll get to the trends shortly. What do you reckon is the shittest job? So those that are doing stuff around the house, what do you reckon is the number one crap job? Cleaning. Elaborate. <laughs> what sort of cleaning here? Because I've got a, I, I've got an idea myself, but I want to hear from you. What do you reckon is the crappiest piece of cleaning you can do? I think, look, having gotten into the this whole cooking thing and as a part-time chef, just cleaning the dishes, like, and, and yeah, you do have a dishwasher, but when you're cooking on that large scale in the back, it doesn't cover all the dishes. I've, I haven't I've really taken a liking to that. And grilling, and and you know, at 400 degrees plus, that's a lot of cleaning. So I think I, I think reckon, that's. I reckon the crap is. I reckon the, the the worst thing you can do is have to have to clean out. And there'll be people out there listening. The, as soon as I say this, they're going to have a tingling sensation down their back just out of sheer disgust. But you know when you're in the bathroom, and renters know this. Renters know this so well. But when you're in the bathroom using the sink get on with this. <laughs> and you're brushing your teeth, right, and you run a bit of water and you go to spit out and then all of a sudden you notice – that the water's not going anywhere and the sink's just filling up and you know that that drain under the sink is just <laughs> full of past tenants and their absolute disgust. <laughs> so off, man. <laughs> I know it's off. I decided to, um, before we, we, we moved house during COVID, but the previous place, it got to the point where I just couldn't deal with it anymore. And I decided one one morning, quite naively, that I'm going to pull this thing apart. And it was the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. There was a pencil in the drain pipe. Somebody, <laughs> a past tenant, has got to the point. When when does that ever happen? Like you brush like your a, teeth. a makeup pencil or are we talking no, about? No, 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 no. It was like a – it was Can like someone's – it's like a 2B pencil. It's <laughs> ridiculous. Someone's brushing their teeth and what? Sketching a, a bloody – photo at the same time and they've just accidentally dropped the pencil down the drain how does that happen Never anyway the artist when inspiration hits inspiration here <laughs> anyway i reckon that is the worst job you can have to do and 
people that have to do that, please wear gloves and please wear a mask because it is filthy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that's um, that's up there. That's yeah. I think that would overtake plenty of grill. Yeah, I reckon that's that overtakes it. But in terms of COVID projects, I mean, for me, we're trying to build a house during COVID. We we naively bought some land pre-COVID and then thought, hey, we'll build a house. And mate, do you know how tough it is trying to uh, first world problems? I know that's the first thing people are going to say. Oh, it's it's nice to be able to have a house to build. Yeah, I, I get that. But anyway. Trying to build a house during COVID has proved into such a nightmare um, when you are nowhere near the place that you're building, uh, working with builders and tradies and all the rest. And, you know, DA applications are taken they've, – they've blown out blown out now. Like, they've taken, like, three, three, four months to process. The banks are taking two months to process invoices. So my COVID project, G, isn't really off to a good start, unfortunately. But your COVID project, the Crab Shack, it is—it's the shining light, I think. It is—it's <laughs> what everyone aspires to. Yeah, look, that was um, that was a pretty quick project. It took me two weekends to get going, um, and I actually bought bought the tinder oven when I was down in Sydney visiting you, if you remember, and brought it across well. Western Sydney. So, so that wasn't yeah, that was that was pretty quick. The wheelbarrow transforming to a fire pit—that was just me being creative and useful with what I had lying. Hmm the house and i think that's what a lot of people have been doing what do you say to people who are lazy and they're just sitting at home and they're like there's stuff i can do but i just can't be asked doing anything (laughs) what do you say to those people i would say if you can't find the time during lockdown and during covid you never will (laughs) that's what i that's what i'd say to them but it's going back to talking about building during COVID, it's an interesting point you make. Obviously, working in real estate, I'm hearing I'm hearing about the difficulties people are have, having. You know, shortage of supplies. Obviously, a a little trade war there with China, and they cut off some some of their exports to Australia. So, yeah, I certainly hear what you're saying with the building building industry taking a hit. But I agree with also you saying that it's a first world problem and very much a Eastern Sydney type problem. Oh, so the country oh. can't relate to. <laughs> oh god. Oh, ouch. Okay, fair enough. First world problem. I'll leave it there. Now, gee, the last couple of episodes, um, I've been meaning to before we enter this next segment, have a little uh, little intro interlude, little piece of music coming in, and and you know we, we enjoy a glass don't we we enjoy a glass and what happens is by the end of the uh the recording of the episode i've forgotten what we've spoken about you've forgotten what we've spoken about but the thing we've really forgotten is to insert that little bit of music today i'm going to make sure that bit of music gets in there nice nice bam let's do it it's time to investigate the trend so gee Tell us all about it. What are the trends telling us about COVID projects? Thanks very much for that for that intro. Uh, look, a lot of the a lot of the trends in um, in in the back of lockdown and COVID and, and the past twelve months, it's all about in, from from you know if you look across the board, it's self improvement. You know, it's improving the family life. People are really focused on themselves, and that's no different to the projects, the type of projects people are undertaking. Um, it's all about things you're doing 
for yourself around your home, your own home, and, and improving your home. Um, and a crazy stat, Bunnings. So everyone knows Bunnings. And typically Bunnings involves going there for one or two things and walking out with 10, whether you need those other other things or not. And also, you can't leave Bunnings without the sausage, sausage sizzle. I'm pretty sure hey, we... Hey, we haven't been able to get a sausage at Bunnings in Sydney for years. Oh, that's right. I did say that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm just talking about the Coffs Coast then and the regional New South Wales. I guess. Oh, mate, I miss the smell of a Bunnings sausage. Mm, there's nothing like it. You, you know, you get, you'd, get you'd, you'd park the car and then you just check if you've got a couple of gold coins. You just, whether you've just eaten or haven't eaten, it didn't matter. You had to get one of those things and it's going to a good cause because they're obviously run by local clubs and committees and communities yeah. trying to to Sports raise money teams, yeah lines, rotary whatever it might be that's it so you, typically your bunnings trip was you know pick up a couple of things grab a snag and hit the road but what what we've seen is a massive upswing um in in you know diy projects look at me setting up fire pits and and a crab back shack, deck maybe. and yeah crab shack renovating the inside of the house with floating shells and paint and that's what everyone's been doing and bunnings had an upswing in 36 percent over the past 12 months and have clocked over a billion dollars in earnings that's insane just think about that for a second a billion dollars in earnings from the local trading it's insane i mean to be honest the the questions that the that a lot of people are asking at the moment is how is bundling still open to the public during lockdown but hey the owner's got to eat. So the shop remains open and a billion dollars later, God, Bob's your uncle. Hey, put it on a bit. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. And and you're right, it might not be essential for the everyday people, you know, but for many tradies, it is. And um, and that's why it's, it's remained open. Bunnings has done so well. Now, you were talking earlier about being a tenant and cleaning sinks. <laughs> and, and that's probably, you know, chucking a pencil down the sink and all that sort of stuff. It's just a... an indicator of the relationship between a typical tenant and landlord. But Bunnings has done so well that the landlords are making money because they're able to put the rents up. And we're not talking about 10, 20 bucks a week. They put rents up across all of their, all of their um, warehouses, Bunnings warehouses, and they've been able to increase their, their rent by $17 million. So you got happy happy tenants and happy landlords, which is probably not a common theme in this country unless you're you're a Bunnings warehouse operator. Mm. So one of our good friends, and we mentioned him in a in a previous episode, but he um he during COVID uh, was it, it was between lockdowns he made the decision to buy a bar down in Melbourne called Bad Frankie. If anyone's in the Fitzroy area, make sure you go in for um what's he he's got toasted sandwiches and some of the best range of uh, australian spirits that you can get your hands on um especially if you like plugs that's what we're known for (laughs) (laughs) that's right but if you like your gins or your vodkas get into bad frankly bad frankly no bad frankie apologies um in fitzroy but he decided while this second lockdown started that he may as well start doing a few jobs around the bar and he decided to repaint the place um yeah, farm and repainting. Uh, you've probably got your own thoughts about where this is going to go. But he, as as the owner, he gets a few samples. 
<laughs> and uh, one of the samples, it was a delicious, uh, it was like a can premix uh, vodka and something or other, you know, one of those wanky boutique ones that say it's got all these native, uh, you know, uh, botanicals in the drink and whatnot. Each can was 12% alcohol. Now, wow. our good mate down there, he decided to drink four of these cans because they were going down so smoothly. And then he thought, well, the paint's arrived from Bunnings. I may as well make a start. <laughs> wow. The next day, he's gone back into the bar and there's just little footprints all <laughs> over the floor of the bar. If you go outside of the bar into the street and there's because he's repainting it white there's just white footprints all over the street as well some of them just don't go anywhere they go out like five meters you can see where he's walked out thought why am i here and then turned around and walked back in again uh, oh, that's funny it's a little segue there that's <laughs> that's the other industry that's taken off alcohol um <laughs> <laughs> Not that we are promoting the, the drinking of, of alcohol. If, you, if you'd prefer to have a cup of tea, by all means. Not at um, all. We just talk about it at the start of, and finish of every show, and we talk about what we're drinking, <laughs> but we're not promoting it at all. Not promoting it. No, we wouldn't promote it. We wouldn't, we wouldn't dare do that. Um, <laughs> That's right. Gee, thanks for going through the, the trends of COVID projects. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure and an absolute delight listening to your insight and your intellect. You are a COVID baby, 95 kilos and all, and, mate, it has been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for joining us. This has been Lockdown Thoughts with Sean and G. It is Sunday night here in Australia. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Sean here signing out. Signing out. Like, share, subscribe, do all the things. Check.